0: Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Manero, where I come to you every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. I wanna thank everybody for the bump that we've had in the podcast. Man, the reviews are up, the views are up, the downloads are up, the likes are up, the shares are up, so thank you, everybody. Let's get into it on this quick riff. Five sales tips that never, ever, ever go out of style. Number one, create a hit list. Who do you want to go after? Who is the client that should be doing business with you? Do you know that? Do you know who the client is that is the perfect fit for the product or service that you sell? You should know that and you should have it written down and that top hit list should be a minimum of 25 to 50 names on it. And then once you have that hit list down, here's what you're going to do. You're going to make the damn call. Yes, a phone call. Because email is for wimps. Now, in my office, I've said it many times a little bit more harshly than that. But I'm trying to clean it up just a little bit, all right? So email is for wimps. Pick up the phone and make the phone call. There's nothing that drives me crazier to know that I had that idea I had that person, I had that deal on my mind, but I never picked up the phone call to make the phone call to get the deal started. And then the customer went someplace else. They bought without me. I missed it because I just simply didn't pick up the phone and make the doggone call. So it starts with phone calls. If you live off email, I'm gonna tell you, I think email's dying. I think phone is making a resurgence. People are skipping over email. I get hundreds of emails a day. I can't get to them all. So start to think about the phone more. And once you've got your hit list down of who do you want to talk to, pick up the phone and make the call. That's tip number one. Tip number two of the sales tip that never, ever goes out of style. Follow up in various ways. Here's what I mean. People see the world differently, but yet you sell in a way that makes you comfortable, and because they may not see the world the way you see it, it might make them uncomfortable. And you need to sell in a way that makes your customer comfortable, not the way that you are made comfortable. That's the biggest problem with follow-up. You're still following up in the same method that makes you comfortable. And yet it might make your customer very uncomfortable. Let me give you an example. You love to debate. I've got a sales guy in my office. He's a good sales guy, but he's a debater. He's a highly intellectual dude. He loves to debate. Well, he sells in a debating style. Look, there's a lot of customers that don't want to debate with you. They actually want to do business with you, but they don't want to have to have this intellectual, verbal tennis match going on. They kind of want you to just make it simple for them. But yet if you're being combative, you're being debated, debative, if you're interrupting them, if you're throwing all kinds of data at them and they're not receiving it, they don't look at the sale or the world or your product or service that way, it's conflictive. So you want to sell in a way that makes your customer comfortable rather than the way that makes you comfortable. So how do you do it? You sell and follow up differently each time. That means you're going to have to text them. You're going to have to call them. You're going to have to do a video for them. You're going to have to present your product offering to them. You're going to have to give them data if they want to receive in data. So you've got to follow up in different ways. If you're doing your follow-up by just cold calling all the time, just following up, calling, leaving voicemails after voicemails after voicemails, you've got to change it up. You've got to follow up in different ways. Number three, you've got to present your solution to their problem, maybe even before you even know exactly what their problem is. See, the experts know the primary rebuttals. The experts have spoken to so many people in their niche, in their industry, in their silo, in their space, whatever term we want to use, they already know what the customer is going to say. So you can go ahead and explain their problem without them having to tell you what their problem is. I'll give you a perfect example. In the trucking industry, every trucking company has one of five common problems. And usually the number one problem is that they have a driver shortage. In other words, they can't find drivers. It's been that way since I got into the business 25 years ago, and it's only getting worse. So when I speak to a customer, I'm always talking to them about the driver shortage problem. And I'm not talking about truck financing with them. I'm talking about the way they can solve their driver shortage problem. How? Number one, Drivers want to feel good about the company they work for. So if you give them an old, worn-out, junky, uncomfortable truck that breaks their back because the seats suck or the suspensions suck, or when they pull up to a truck stop to sleep at night, your, your truck is the old, ratty truck, you're going to have a difficult time recruiting drivers. So I want you to buy a newer piece of equipment to solve your driver problem. The truck should be nice. It doesn't have to be brand spanking new, but it should look pretty should have a good paint job on it. should show pride in your organization and their organization and their choice to work with you. The truck should be comfortable. The truck should have a good suspension. The truck should have a good comfy chair in it. The truck should have low mileage so they don't have to worry about breakdowns. The truck should get good fuel economy so that the the operating cost of the truck should, should make them more money and make you more money. That's how you talk about a problem that you know exists you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of a Q&A with the customer to know what their problem is. In my world, I already know that driver shortage is a problem. So I talk about driver shortage and how the customer can solve that problem by buying newer equipment, of course, that I'm willing to do the financing on. Number four, go see the customer. I get it. There's travel. There's airfare. There's expense. But if you really want to be an incredible salesperson and you really want to have deep seated relationships, you have to go break bread. I'm going to give you a perfect example of it. The largest deal that we ever closed in my office, I closed it, was with a customer in Arkansas. And I had been to their office so many times. By the way, difficult place to get to. Batesville, Arkansas is where it was. No, no direct flights into Batesville, Arkansas. You're going into Little Rock or you're going into Memphis and you're driving an hour and a half to go see this customer. No big deal. I want to go see my customer. And we, were doing, we did multiple deals together, but this one specific deal was a large deal. It was a $4.5 million refinance of their fleet. And um, I screwed up the customer at the tail end of the deal asked me for a specific document that was in my folder. My folder was two inches thick. And on that document, if you can believe it, it had a little yellow sticky note that had all of the different levels of profitability that we had into the deal, right? We had the financing, we had the equipment piece, we had the documentation fee, we had the interim rent, All those things I had broken out, and at the bottom it said total profit. I wrote that number with a big exclamation point, and I underlined it. And I sent that document to the customer, and I remember watching it go through the fax machine. As I pulled it out of the file in in a rush, and I put it on the fax machine, and as it's going through the fax machine, I'm watching that little yellow sticky go through the fax machine. Oh, my God. I mean, my stomach just went to my throat. Am I going to lose this the biggest deal we've ever closed in the history of this company? But I had been to their offices so many times. I had broken bread with their staff. I knew who they all were. And I picked up the phone, and I called the secretary of my customer, the CFO, and her name was Jennifer. And I said, Jennifer, it's Matt. Hey, Matt, how you doing? What's going on? How you been? Hey, all's great. Listen, Jennifer, I just sent a fax to Byron. It's the wrong fax. He asked me for some information, but I sent him the wrong information. Will you do me a favor? Go to the fax machine, crumple it up, throw it away. I'll send you the new sheet. I took the sticky off. I sent the sheet through and we closed the deal. Now, do I know if she actually did what I asked? Do I know if the customer actually saw that piece of paper with my sticky on it? with all our profit margin in it, underlined an exclamation point? No, I don't know. Maybe the customer said, holy crap, that's all they're making on it? Maybe. But one thing I know for sure is if I had not gone to see that customer, if I hadn't seen the ins and outs of their organization, if I didn't know who was who and where they sat and built a relationship with them, I know for damn sure I wouldn't have closed that deal. you got to go see your customers. I'm going to give you a great tip here. Go to harveymckay.com. Harvey McKay wrote a book called Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. He's written many books. It's an amazing story of a young guy. He's much older now, but he's a he bought an envelope company many, many, many years ago, and he turned it into one of the most successful envelope companies. Go to his website, harveymckay.com. Go up to the top. Click Tools. And drop down to the McKay 66. It's the questions, it's the customer profile that Harvey McKay required of his sales team to get answers to. 66 questions that made him feel that they had a deep relationship with their customers. And that is the reason that he felt his envelope company was so successful. So go to harveymckay.com click tools, drop down to the McKay 66 and print out those 66 questions. Give them to your sales team or take it for yourself and learn those answers to your customers. That's how you know you've got a nice tight relationship. And number five on today's quick riff, easy peasy. Don't take it personally. I mean, you're a pro, right? You are a professional salesperson. You have done the best possible job you can to understand the customer's needs, to deliver solutions to their problems, to build a relationship, to show that you care, right? And if they don't buy from you, then you just got to put your head on the pillow and say, man, I got beat today. I mean, why do you think that In the Super Bowl, the two best players on either team after the game, they still come up to each other and they give each other a hug and congratulate each other for winning. That's what pros do. We know that we're not going to win every single time. But if we're pros and we did our best, there's no reason to take it personal. You can't take it as a knock to your self-esteem that you lost the deal. You just weren't the best player on that day. I'm going to go through these five one more time. Number one. Create a hit list and make the damn call. Pick up the phone and call the customer. Email is for wimps. Number two, follow up in various ways. Don't just follow up in the method that you're most comfortable with. Follow up in the method that makes the customer most comfortable. That could be a thank you card. That could be warm and fuzzies. It could be a video. It could be a PowerPoint presentation. It could be email. It could be data presentations. It could be conversations. It could be personal visits. But you got to perform and follow up the way the customer wants to be followed up with, not the way that you want to follow up with the customer. Number three, anticipate what their problems are and deliver your solution to the problem before you have to go through the rigmarole of asking all these insane questions that pros don't need to ask. You already know what their problems are. Pros know what the top five problems in any industry is and start to present your solution to the problems. Mr. Jones, like I said it before, Mr. Jones, I'm sure you got a driver problem. Oh, absolutely. It never goes away. Great. That's why you need new equipment. That's why you need more comfortable equipment. That's why you need equipment that looks better. That's why you need equipment that is more uh, comfortable for them when they sleep at night. It's why you need better fuel economy. And in order to achieve that, you need to buy some newer equipment, which I want to finance, which helps to solve your driver problem. We never talked about driver problems. I just knew they existed. Number four, go see the customer. Spend the money. Travel. Drive to them. Take them out to lunch. Get on a flight, book appointments in the surrounding area, but go see your customer. And number five, if you're a pro, man, don't take it personally. You ain't always going to win. Some games you're going to play your heart out and you're still going to lose, but the pros don't take it personally. They put their head on the pillow and say, I did the best I could today, man. I worked hard. I tried, but I got beat. And then you stay in the game and you keep working the follow-up, and you go see them, and you send them more data, and eventually you'll win the business if that is the day and the way the game gets played on that day. Those are the top five sales tips that never go out of style. Chop and wood, block and tackling, old school fundamentals. Check yourself. See which of these five you're doing on a regular basis, and if you start to incorporate them, trust me, you will make more money. The book is called You Need More Money on Amazon or Audible. We now have 130 plus five-star reviews. I'm so proud of that. That's a lot, y'all. Over the weekend, I was looking on Amazon. There's not a lot of people that have, I think we have 50-something five-star reviews on the book and 70, almost 80 five-star reviews on Audible. That's a lot. And let's 10X let's it. Let's get to 1,000. When you get to 1,000, we know we're kicking ass and taking names. So I appreciate everybody in the support of the podcast and support of the You Need More Money book. I will see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Manero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.